Hi, welcome to the Shara's Reading Podcast, and I'm Ishara. Today we are reading Charlotte's Web, Chapter 5, for our mini-series. Let's recap what happened on Chapter 4. Well, Wilbur was in a bad state, remember? He was not very happy. Until he heard a mysterious voice. One he'd never heard before. Who or what is the voice? I think we're going to meet who or what is the voice. I vote it's a spider. Let's read chapter 5. Charlotte? The night seemed long. Wilbur's stomach was empty and his mind was full. And when your stomach is empty and your mind is full, it's always hard to sleep. A dozen times during the night, Wilbur woke and stared into the blackness, listening to the sounds and trying to figure out what time it was. A barn is never perfectly quiet. Even at midnight, there's usually something stirring. The first time he woke, he heard Templeton gnawing a hole in the grain bin. Templeton's teeth scraped loudly against the wood and made quite a racket. That crazy rat! thought Wilbur. Why does he have to stay up all night grinding his, grinding his clashes and destroying people's property. Why can't he just go to sleep like any decent animal? The second time Wilbur woke, he heard the goose turning on her nest, chuckling to herself. What time is it? whispered Wilbur to the goose. Probably, awfully, awfully, about half past eleven, said the goose. Why don't you sleep, Wilbur? There are too many things on my mind, said Wilbur. Well, said the goose, that's not my trouble. I have nothing at all on my mind, but I have too many things under my behind. (sighs) Have you tried to sleep while sitting on eight eggs? No, replied Wilbur. I suppose it is uncomfortable. How long does it take for a goose egg to hatch? Approximately, approximately 30 days, answered the goose. But I too will. On warm afternoons, I pull a little straw over my eggs and go out for a walk. Wilbur and went back to sleep in his dreams. He heard again the voice saying, I'll be your friend to you. Go to sleep. I'll see you in the morning. About half an hour before dawn, Wilbur woke and listened. The barn was still dark. The sheep lay motionless. Even the goose was quiet overhead. On the main floor, nothing stirred. The clouds were resting. The horses dozed. Templeton had quit work and gone out somewhere on 
an errand. The only sound was a slight scraping noise from the rooftop, where the rougher rain swung back and forth. Wilbur loved the barn when it was like this. Calm and quiet, waiting for light. Day is almost here. He thought through a small window. A faint gleam appeared. One by one, the stars went out. Wilbur could see the goose a few feet away. She sat with her head tucked under her wing. Then he could see the sheep and lambs. The sky lightened. Oh, beautiful! Day, it is here at last. Today I shall find my friend. Wilbur looked everywhere. He searched his pen thoroughly. Wow, that means he really searched and examined the window ledge. Stared up at the ceiling, but he saw nothing new. He finally decided. He would have to speak up, but he did not like to break the lovely stillness of the dawn by using his voice. But he couldn't think of any other way to locate the mysterious new friend who was nowhere to be seen. So Wilbur cleared his throat. Attention, please. <laughs> He said in a loud, firm voice, "Well, will the party who addressed me at bedtime last night kindly show him or her himself or herself known by giving a appropriate sign or signal?" All the other animals lifted their heads and stared at him. Wilbur blushed. He was determined to get in touch with his friend, with his unknown friend. Attention, please," he said. "I will repeat the message. Will the party who addressed me at bedtime last night?" Kindly speak up and tell me where you are if if you are my friend. The sheep looked up at each other and discussed. Stop your nonsense, Wilbur," said the oldest sheep. "If you have a new friend here, you probably you are probably disturbing his rest." And the quickest way to spoil a friendship is to wake somebody in the morning before he is ready. How can you be sure your friend is an early riser? I beg everyone's pardon," whispered Wilbur. "I didn't mean to be objectionable." He lay down meekly in the manure facing the door. He did not know it, but his friend was very near, and the old sheep was right.、Uh, the friend was still asleep. Soon, Wilbur appeared with slops for breakfast. 
Wilbur rushed out and ate everything in a hurry, and licked the trout. Fishy moved off down the lane. The gander waddled along behind them, pulling the grass, and then. Just as Wilbur was settling down for his morning nap, he heard again the thin voice that had addressed him the night before. "Salutations," said the voice. Wilbur jumped to his feet. "Salutations!" "Salutations!" repeated the voice. "What are they?" And where are you? Screamed Wilbur. Please, please tell me where you are. And what are salutations? Salutations are greetings, said the voice. When I say salutations, it's just my fancy way of saying hello or good morning. Actually, it is a silly expression. And. And I'm surprised I used it at all. As for whereabouts, look up here in the corner of the doorway. I'm here. Look, I'm waving. At last, Wilbur saw the creature that had spoken to him in such a kindly way, stretched across the. Upper part of the doorway was a big spider web, and hanging from the top of the web, head down, was a large gray spider. She was about the size of a gumdrop. Delicious. She had eight long legs and was waving one of them at Wooper in a friendly greeting. See me now," she asked. "Oh yes, indeed," said Wilbur. "Yes, indeed. How are you? Good morning. Salutations." Oh my gosh! You used every example. Wow. Very pleased to meet you. What is your name, please? May I have your name? Oh, is he gonna write it down? My name," said the spider, "is Charlotte." Charlotte, what? Asked Wilbur eagerly. Charlotte, Cavatita, Cavatita. But just call me Charlotte. I think you're beautiful," said Wilbur. "Well, I am pretty," replied Charlotte. "There's no denying that almost all spiders." Are rather nice looking. I'm not as flashy as some, but I'll do wish I could see you, Wilbur, as clearly as you can see me. Why can't you, Axepig? I'm right here. Yes, but I'm nearsighted," replied Charlotte. Nearsighted means you have to be up close to see it. Like, good. I've always been dreadfully nearsighted. It's good in some ways, not so good in others. A fly had been crawling along Wilbur's trout, 
air had flown up and down and plundered into the lower part of Charlotte's web. Wait, that's the name of the book, Charlotte's Web. I was right; it was a spider. Yeah, it was a spider. Back to the book. I was just so excited. Anne was tangled in sticky threads. The fly was beating its wings furiously, trying to break free and loose and free itself. First, said Charlotte, "I dived at him." She plunged. She plunged headfirst toward the fly. Uh, as she dropped a tiny silken thread, unwound from her rear end. Rear end means I'm not gonna say it. Back to the book. Next, I wrap him up. She grappled the fly and threw a few jets of silk, silk around it, and rolled it over and over, wrapping it till it couldn't move. Wilbur watched in horror. He could hardly believe what he was seeing. Although he detested flies, he was sorry for this one. There," said Charlotte. "Now I knock him out, so he'll be more comfortable." She bit the fly. He can't feel a thing now," she remarked. Don't make a perfect breakfast for me. You mean you eat flies? Grasped Wilbur. Certainly flies, bugs, grasshoppers, choice beetles, moths, butterflies, tasty cockroaches, grinches, midges, daddy long legs. You know, daddy long legs don't actually have very long legs, do? Centipede. Mosquitoes, crickets, anything that is careless enough to get into my web, I have to live, don't I? Why, yes, of course," said Wilbur. "Do they taste good? Delicious, of course. I don't really eat them. I drink them, drink their blood. I love blood," said Charlotte, and. Her pleasant, thin voice grew even thinner and more pleasant. Don't say that," groaned Wilbur. "Please don't say that." Why not? It's true, and I have to say what is true. I'm not entirely happy about my diet of flies and bugs. But it's the way I made. A spider has to pick up a living somehow or other, and I happen to be a trapper. I naturally build a web and trap flies and other insects. My mother was a trapper before me. Her mother was a trapper before her. All. Our family has been trappers way back for thousands and thousands of years. We spiders have been laying for flies and bugs. It is 
us a miserable inheritance," said Wilbur gloomily. He was sad because his his new friend was bloodthirsty. Yes, it is," agreed Charlotte. "I don't know how the first fought spider in the early days of the world happened to think of a fancy idea of spinning a web, but she did." And it was clever of her too. And since then, all of us spiders have had to work the same trick. It's not a bad pitch, on the whole. It's cruel," replied Wilbur, who did not intend to be argued out of his position. Well, you can't talk," said Charlotte. "You have your meals brought to you in a pail. Nobody feeds me. I have to get my own living. But I live by my own wits. I have to be sharp and clever. Lest I go hungry, I have to think things out." Catch what I can, take what comes, and it just so happens, my friend, that what comes is a fly, and insects, and bugs, and furthermore, says Charlotte. Do you realize if I didn't catch bugs and eat them, bugs would increase and multiply, and get. So numerous, they destroy the earth and wipe out everything. Really? Said Wilbur. I wouldn't want that to happen. Per- perhaps your web is a good thing after all. The goose was listening to the conversation, chuckling to herself. There's a lot of things Wilbur doesn't know about life. She thought. He is—he is really a very innocent pig. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him around Christmas time. He has no idea that Mr. Suckerman and Wormley are plotting to kill him. Wait, what? Wait. Can I? Can I just say that again slower for you guys to hear? She thought he's really an innocent pig. He doesn't know even what's going to happen to him around Christmas time. He, he has no idea Mr. Zuckerman and Lurfly are plotting to kill him. Dun dun dun! And the goose raised herself a little bit and poked her eggs a little further. Under her, so that they would receive the full heat from her warm body and soft feathers. Charlotte stood quietly over the fly, over the fly, preparing to eat it. Wilbur lay down and closed his eyes. He was tired from his wakeful night and the excitement of meeting someone for the first. Time, a breeze brought 
pen of the smell of clover, the sweet smelling world beyond his fence. Well, Hefa, I've got a new friend, all right. What a grandble friendship it is, Charlotte. Is fierce, brutal, scheming, bloodthirsty. Everything I don't like. How can I learn to like her, even though she is pretty and, of course, clever? Wilbur was merely suffering the doubts and fears that often go with finding a new friend. In good time, he was to discover that he was mistaken about Charlotte. Underneath her rather bold and cruel exterior was a kind heart, and she was to prove loyal and true to the very end. The end. Wow. Really? Underneath that bold, cruel exterior. Is a kind and loyal heart. Wow, my brain is my brain is full of a lot of questions. How much time does Wilbur have to stay alive? And will the goose tell him the truth that he might? That he might, or will Charlotte? Which one? My brain is very filled with questions. Well, how long do you think it will take Wilbur to figure out who Charlotte really is? But she has to be bold and cruel to survive in a world when you're a spider. Spiders are actually arachnids, not bugs. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Shars Reading Podcast. Don't forget to like, review, and smash that subscribe button.